20 years ago this week, the invasion of Iraq took place, or as the military likes to call it, the liberation of Iraq. 20 years ago, March 2003 is when that happened. The 101st Airborne was one of the units that first went into Iraq and went actually up to Baghdad. They were the big dogs that went in and tried to eventually take Saddam and his empire down, and they successfully did that. One of the guys in charge, the number two person in the heralded 101st Airborne, was General Brian Winsky. He is a Kenosha native. And I had the chance yesterday to catch up with Winsky to talk about the reflection 20 years ago after his units went into Iraq. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Yeah. Thanks, Sonic Beer. Boy, one of the leaders of the 101st Airborne when we went into Iraq. As you think back 20 years later, what are the lessons that are at the top of the list of things that we learned as a country yeah. and as a military from Iraq? Yeah, where does 20 years go? You know, uh, I was uh, the executive officer of an infantry battalion in the 101st for the invasion, and uh, you know, our main fights were in Najaf, Karbala, a little bit west of Baghdad, and then ultimately up in Mosul, where we spent the remainder mm -hmm. of that year. Uh, if I had to capture some of the lessons, um, you know, our soldiers are phenomenal. You know, no mission too difficult. Uh, whatever task you give them, they accomplish it. And then some, uh, we didn't have a lot of combat veterans, but they were well-trained. They were well-led. They had great equipment, and they knew what to do. And every single time that we got in a fight, uh, they prevailed. So that was one of the things, just the added confidence of what we suspected and now knew in terms of the performance of our soldiers and how capable they are and how exceptionally courageous they are, etc. On the downside, I'd say, you know, in retrospect, uh, and even at the time, um, you know, the flawed strategic decision-making has always concerned me about, uh, you know, good, good strategic decision-making is gathering all the facts, the assumptions, the data bearing on the problem, identifying the problem, and coming to a conclusion. It seemed like we, as a nation, came to the conclusion that we're going to eject and remove Saddam Hussein and invade Iraq. Now let's assemble all the facts bearing on that, the data mm -hmm. to build the case to do what we decided. So 91 yeah. Wisconsin service members died during our time in Iraq. I spoke to the family of one of them two weeks ago who still struggles with, was it the right decision to go? The grief is incredible even right. 12 years later for this family. What do you say to families who lost a loved one over there who are still struggling with, yeah. my goodness, what happened over there? You know. Uh, 91 loss from Wisconsin, 4,400 total uh, across the joint force, and over 30,000 uh, wounded, some of which were life-altering, grievous wounds. Um, you know, is Iraq in the long, long term better uh, than it would have been under Saddam Hussein's leadership or his sons, which were even probably more extreme and tyrannical? Uh, yes. Is... Uh, you know, what we did worth it. Everybody's got to kind of reflect on that. Um, I think it was. Um, I know all the soldiers that, uh, you know, were wounded and died, died for their buddy, protecting their buddy. Uh, that's the fundamental uh, hierarchy of purpose and loyalty in that type of situation. Um, almost unanimously, anybody I talked to, uh, when asked would they do it all over again, they certainly would. I'm certainly in that category. Um, you know, way back then, I kind of thought, uh, hey, at least my children aren't going to have to do this. And sure enough, my kids are all in the Army now, and they've all been to Afghanistan, and one's in the Middle East uh, still. Um, so to those families, nothing can assuage their loss, nothing whatsoever. And they're going to feel that pain for all of their days. Um, but, you know, I, again, I know they uh, they perished protecting their buddy and fighting for their buddy and uh, 
and that's what it kind of boils down to. Was it the right decision to leave Iraq when and how we did? Yeah, I was there when we left, and uh, you know, in that 2011 time frame, um, the Iraqi security forces were on a solid footing. Um, but as soon as we left, you saw uh, political influences, mainly backed by Iran, uh, removing a lot of the effective Iraqi leadership. And then fast forward to 2014, ISIS saw that. They amassed capability in north and east, northeast Syria. And they saw that the Iraqi security forces were in all likelihood not going to fight uh, in a determined way. And with a far numerically smaller force, they were able to retake Mosul and Nineveh and the Iraqi security forces up there. Uh, folded. Um, that reintroduced U.S. troops um, that remain there today uh, to help them recover from that, to, to address that fundamental flaw of poor leadership and get the right leadership in charge of these units and eventually retake uh, Iraq. But the fight against ISIS is not over. It continues in, uh, in Iraq, uh, in northern Syria, and uh, across that region and really across the globe. General Brian Winsky is with us. You're a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, oh, yeah. ROTC there. How did that shape and form you, those years yeah. you spent at university here? Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pr proud to have grown up in Milwaukee. When my wife and I decided we were going to retire from the Army, it was a no-brainer that we were going to come back home. Uh, grew up here, was always drawn to service, uh, always inspired by veterans like George Banda that we're going to be sitting with, um, you know, the Vietnam era especially. But at that time, though, there were a lot of World War II and Korea veterans. So always inspired by their service, was drawn to service early on. Um, my, my quickest path to, to serve in uniform was through the Army Reserve, so I joined the Army Reserve here. While I was still in high school, I went to basic training between my junior and senior year. I loved it. I was drawn, and frankly, that was my only viable path to college, the GI Bill and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and avenues that the Army provided through ROTC. So I started at UWM, enrolled in ROTC. I enjoyed it. I just really thrived in that environment. Um, and you know, I was always told and I always thought if you like something, if you love something, if you have a passion for something and you're fairly good at it, mm -hmm. you're probably on a good path. And that was me with the Army. And uh, you know, I came on active duty in the regular Army in 1989 and just retired a couple of years ago and uh, never had a bad assignment. I mean, it was just a fulfilling, rewarding, incredible career that I'm uh, very proud of. So, General, your influence is obvious when you talk about your own family, and you referenced this earlier. You have a son and a daughter who are U.S. Army officers. That must make you awfully proud. I, I'm incredibly proud of them. Um, you know, the love of my life is Kimberly. The pride of my life is uh, Andrew and Catherine, and Catherine's husband is also in the Army. They both fly helicopters uh, down at Fort Campbell. Um, incredibly proud of them. Um, you know, I think they grew up in the Army. They see that it's an organization filled with folks who volunteer to serve our country and protect our way of life. They see it's a values-based organization. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned that a lot of America doesn't see that now because the number of veterans has dwindled uh, to such a point that most Americans don't know somebody that served in the military. And uh, to know the military is to, I, I firmly believe, love it. And, um, you know, if anything, I probably steered the kids towards other professional avenues, but they uh, were drawn to service as I was and, and they're serving today. Well, thank you for your service, and thank you for coming back to Wisconsin. You could have retired anywhere, and really, you chose yeah. to come back to Wisconsin. Yeah, it was, a, again, as I said, a no-brainer. Uh, you know, our lifelong friends and family are here, and uh, we just love Wisconsin, all that Wisconsin offers, the fundamental values of Wisconsin. It was, uh, it was an easy pick. General, thank you. Thank you. It's hard to understate what a big deal this guy is. Brian Winsky, two-star general. 
He reported directly to David Petraeus, who is basically the guy in charge of the entire Iraq war. They were both in the 101st Airborne. That's who he reported directly to. He could have retired anywhere. As a matter of fact, he's right now the CEO of a big museum in Tennessee uh, dedicated to the Airborne. That's kind of what he did when he was retired, but he can do that remote, and he lives here. He decided to come back to Wisconsin because he says it's the best people, it's the best climate, it's the best place that for me and my wife to spend the rest of our lives. So he's here, and I love that. That's something to be proud of, and I love that you were charmed by how he referred to his family. Yeah, wasn't that a great answer? So talking about his wife and kids, he said, my wife is the love of my life, my children are the pride of my life. I thought that's such a great way to kind of, really kind of sum it all up. And both kids, a daughter and a son, are officers in the Army. What great tribute that is to our military, that they saw the military life, they led it and lived it, and now they decided, yeah, that's what we're going to do, too, because it's so good to our family. Yeah, servant's heart, Brian Winsky.